0: Hello and welcome to the Musty Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Jesus, and I am a partner here at the Musty Creative. The Musty Creative supports storytelling and storytellers that kindle love in the hearts of humankind. We are very grateful to have you with us today. Today, we are going to talk about Wish Dragon and its very interesting protagonist choices. So, let's start the show! Hello my Musty Collective, I hope you're having a beautiful day today. When I think about the animation that Netflix has brought us this year, I think about The Mitchells vs. The Machines, Vivo, and Centaur World. In Centaur World! And one of the films that also comes to mind is Wish Dragon, brought to you by the talented people at Sony Pictures Animation and Base Animation, a studio in China. With Jackie Chan producing and voicing a couple of the characters, this movie has a lot going for it. Wish Dragon begins with a character standing outside of the quote-unquote pearly gates and then having the literal gates of heaven close and shut himself outside and then a green teapot is shown on the screen. There is more epicness in the opening scene and the music was thrilling. So if you haven't watched this film, it won't be spoiled for you. But I mentioned this scene because to the producers of Wish Dragon, this scene is very important. The movie then opens up with our protagonist Din, who is a boy as a kid, who meets another kid Lena, who is a girl. So, you know what that means? They are destined for love. Well, we'll talk about that later. They introduce Din as an outcast who is smart because he's able to help Lena with her math homework, and they show Lena as a capable, strong girl who protects Din, but is alone due to her dad busy with work. This is how they bond and I can admit that I bought their friendship very immediately in this almost Pixar-like scene they shared. So yeah, when you watch this scene, it almost feels like the opening scene of Up. Now it doesn't end in the same tragedy as Up, but we'll talk about the tragedy in a little bit, but it's very close to the idea of just sharing and showing through action, why they're good friends, how their friendship grows, how they are there for each other, any pitfalls they might have. It, it goes through like a, a myriad of ways of showing us why Din and Lena are best friends. In fact, even shows us scenes of Lena coming over to Din's house and eating together, doing homework together before her dad comes and picks her up. So like actually Lena's dad and Din's mom actually get to know each other and it really feels wholesome and good great vibes the music is awesome and the animation is very beautiful and there's some comical things in there as well so it's one of those really great and uh and charming opening animated scenes in a movie and like i said it reminds me of pixar's up movie but again not the same type of tragedy but old oh tragedy where out thou i'm here <laughs> and it's kind of interesting because The movie almost seems, besides the first opening scene, once you get into the friendship, it really does feel like the movie setting us up for something big or tragic to happen because everything's so perfect, everything's so carefree. So this is what happens. Lena moves away and says goodbye to her old poor life. And that means goodbye to Din as well. Poof, gone, goodbye. Definitely great writing here. The character, our main character Din, is happy and carefree. He has his friend, Lena, and now he's not alone anymore. But wait, let's make Din unhappy and tear what he cares most about in the entire world, Lena, away from him. Now it's about getting these two back together for love, right? And and that's the setup for this movie. The first act isn't done yet once you get to this part of the film, but you can see everything that's that's put into play for these two main characters. They're really great friends. They have a good time together. They help one another in different ways. And now they're torn apart from because of something they cannot control. Din just needs one more thing to really close out this first act. He needs his sword in the stone, his literal genie in the lamp, but we're full out of genies and we're looking for wish dragons. Whoa, what's a wish dragon? (laughs) Look, I know what you're thinking. Do my eyes deceive me? A super all-powerful magical wish dragon. Could this be real? Is magic real? Yes, it's real. A wish dragon can grant three wishes to its master, which is whoever controls the teapot. And this is our final character in the main triumvirate, Long the wish dragon. So we have Lena, Din, and Long. In the closing of the first act, we know that Lena becomes a famous person, aka a princess. Long is a wish dragon, aka a genie, and Din is pure of heart, creative, smart, hardworking, but also quote unquote dumb in regards to social situations. the movie does a great job to tell us who Din is without really explaining a lot of it. there's a couple of pieces of dialogue that but I never felt like it was exposition It is really good writing I think like the, with the first up to the first 18 18 or so minutes really great writing sets up something dramatic that we'll find out later on in the movie and also sets up the characters the, the two main human characters why they love each other and then we get long at the like the very end of the of the first act. Where Din discovers that in this teapot is a magical wish dragon and now his life will never be the same. So it's a really, really good job. And I, I think if you just at least watch the first 18 to 19 minutes, you'll get some good tips about, you know, how to start a movie like this. We also know Din is also poor as Long continuously calls him a you know, calls Din a peasant. And what Din wants is his friend, Lena, back. Right. So he has a clear goal. He wants something and he wants to pursue it. Then even calls Lena his best friend and he wants that relationship back. Now, you may be thinking this is a copy of Aladdin. And I'm not talking about Aladdin, the live action movie, which I did enjoy. But I'm talking about the 90s animated Aladdin starring Robin Williams. And you would be right. It is a copy if you watch Wish Dragon, which I'm not saying you shouldn't. But if you watch Wish Dragon and then you watch the opening of Aladdin, it's very eerily similar about how they set up the plot in the story. Obviously, a different setting, different location. But you have three main characters, a genie, a peasant boy, and a princess. And the peasant boy wants to get the attention of the princess. Now, I will say that Aladdin tries to push more of like the romance vibe, whereas Wish Dragon doesn't. But I feel like you can make a good argument to say that Din does want a relationship with Lena that's romantic. But that's just my opinion. But I will say also that one of the main differences between Din, the character and Din, and then Aladdin, the character, is that even though they're both poor, Aladdin has no parents, he's an orphan. Din does have his mom. We don't know what happened to his dad, but they're both poor. And the difference here is they are smart, but Din is like book smart, where Aladdin is street smart or like the social interactions kind of smart. Besides that. The movie kind of sets us up to be a more modern day take on the Aladdin story. In the second act, it is obvious that Lena needs to free herself from the prison that is riches and popularity, which again is kind of similar to Jasmine's storyline. And Long needs to learn that there is more to life than riches and that friendship is something earned. Now this actually is more of what Aladdin learns. It's interesting here what they do is, Aladdin and Genie switch. And Long becomes more of the Aladdin character, in my opinion, and I'll discuss this more where Din becomes more of a genie character. But for Din, I honestly don't see anything he needs to learn, and Din kind of has no real character arc. The protagonist in the story is more of a guide and helper to the other two main characters. Din is still the protagonist because he drives the plot forward, and that's true, that he honestly does drive the plot forward. But that's pretty much it. I didn't leave the film thinking Din really learned anything, I can already hear the typing of the wish dragon protectors again does not hear to blast the film because you could make the analysis that din learns to be himself more around lena even though she's famous and popular and he has to learn that very quickly but all that is wrapped up by the end of the second act before you get to the climax it's not the reason that din is able to overcome his main adversary that has nothing to do with it and so that's why I don't really think he has a, a big arc. And I'll get more into that. Am I saying the movie is bad? No, I am not saying that. The movie is actually really good. It's safe and fun for families. It's really well animated, full of good jokes. It might even have you shed a few tears towards the end. And I'm, I'm not kidding about that. There is a great blog, though, from HelpingWritersBecomeAuthors.com which is this blog is written by K.M. Weiland that actually kind of helps to explain this and actually breathe some fresh air into this movie for me. And the blog is entitled. What if your story has no character arc? And I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes so you can also read this for yourself. It's not a long blog, but I thought it was very insightful from a writing perspective. The blog states if you have a story in which stuff happens and it's interesting, but there's no character arc, that doesn't mean you might not still have a rip roaringly grand tale on your hands and the blog also states a book with no character arc will still be about a protagonist who wants something has a goal to gain that thing and meets up with opposition that gets in his way he'll no doubt learn a few facts and perhaps skills along the way but he won't have to undergo a fundamental personal change in order to defeat his antagonist whatever lie when that is lie lie may be present in his life won't be challenged by the events of this story. I'm not going to get into the lie part, but everything else I fully 100 percent agree with, like I'm right there with the author of this blog, because that's exactly how I see Din, Din learns some facts, maybe picks up a few skills, but never goes under a very intense or deep personal change. He doesn't have that arc. He is literally the same person that we meet in that intro scene as a kid that, you know, he's obviously older. But he's the same person at the end of the movie. He's pure of heart. The, the movie literally goes out of its way to say you are pure of heart that, you know, you, again, you can argue about why if they should have done that or not. But the movie goes out of his way to show he's hardworking, he's pure of heart. He has good intentions and he teaches people how to be better throughout the film. But he himself doesn't really learn much, in my opinion. Lastly, the blog even compares this no character arc type of story with the character of Indiana Jones from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indy is the same guy at the end of the movie that he was at the beginning. And that's essentially why I wanted to bring this up. That at, at, the, at the beginning, I used to have a problem with Wish Dragon because I felt like Din wasn't growing. Because I, I saw that Din wasn't growing. And so I thought this movie was a bad movie. It was poorly written. And it had a lot of mistakes, even though it was entertaining. Now, after reading this blog, doing this analysis, talking with all of you, I'm gonna reverse course. It's a really good movie, and you don't need this deep, personal, lengthy character arc for you to have a good story. And I thought it was showing that you know the comparison with Indiana Jones. Obviously, Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of the, the classic movies of all time, one of the best stories ever told. So you can't argue with that. And Indy really doesn't have a character arc. He's the exact same person from the beginning to the, at the end of the movie. And again, the same person meets up in Temple of Doom as well. So I actually really agree with that. And I'm not saying he doesn't learn anything and he doesn't open up or share who he is. He didn't need to change to defeat his enemy. He just needed to outsmart his enemy. And I think what's really cool about this type of storytelling is, oh, I'll, I'll get more to that. But the one thing I'll say right now is that it's more about your main protagonist solving problems that is really cool instead of having to go through the writing aspect of saying solve problems and have personal change which is difficult you can just say hey focus on problem solving i'll give you the tools to do so and we'll have a fun way of solving these problems i, I actually really enjoy this my other point in bringing up this movie is that it's a great example of a story with a protagonist who does not have a major personal change, which obviously I mentioned earlier, but also the movie still bears a theme and message, but you have to look for it from Long the Wish Dragon and not from Din. Again, I'm not going to spoil it. There's some really good stuff in the second act that goes into his backstory. Uh, Long's story, which gets explained in the second act, is a beautiful tragedy akin to a story like King Midas and the Golden Touch in which greed overtakes King Midas and he almost loses everything. Long gives us that cautionary tale of learning to be content with what we have and to cherish the people in our lives. Again, not really a full spoiler, just a little bit of a hint. If you know the story of Keem Midas, that might clue you in a little bit. But it's just for the arc of Long. And also, I really enjoyed uh, Lena's arc as well. Definitely go watch the film. Din's character is very much like a Superman character who's almost perfect. And for many years, I've been discussing with people how do you write a compelling story with a main protagonist that doesn't really need to change much. Exactly and exactly like this is the kind of stuff that I've been thinking about analyzing myself. If you have a quote unquote perfect character or a character that does little or no change, how do you make an interesting story compelling then? Because a lot of what we see in in modern movies is the character goes through a change. They need to go through some personal growth to overcome the challenges that be. But hey, if you can write amazing stories, blockbuster films like Indiana Jones and the Raiders of Lost Ark, if you can do that without having to go through the personal deep change, more power to you. And that's actually really cool because then you don't have to get rid of these quote unquote perfect characters like a Superman. Right. Not just talk about the fact that Superman is really strong as a character physically, but the fact that, you know, Superman for the most part Stands for moral integrity, stands for honesty and truth and justice and all that good stuff, and I've heard people detract away from Superman saying he's a bad character. He's not someone I want to read. He's not something something that we should like write about or talk about, because he is quote unquote perfect, and that's why I think a lot of people in comic books, usually on the DC side, tend to go for characters like Batman, because Batman comes from a grizzled past. Batman will do some things that are. Morally unethical at times. And now, with this kind of information, this kind of analyzing, and obviously with the test results of of Wish Dragon, I'm not sure how well it did, as you know, it was released on Netflix, so we don't know box office numbers, but you can tell a good story without the deep personal character change. So, what would you have to do? You would just write a story where the main character solves difficult problems and helps others around her grow. For a movie that is called Wish Dragon, it really makes you think about who this film is really about. But those are my thoughts on this movie so far. I do have a video essay in mind to discuss the economics of the story. I have actually a lot of notes on this part that I still think bear thought for how you would structure and the different rules that you put in place in the world and what that means for your story. Anyways, if you would like us to make that video, it would be great if you could email us or tweet us or... Make a YouTube comment and say, hey, I like that stuff. I would like to hear about what Jesus is talking about. Just like we did the Cobra Kai video essay, we can definitely do one on Wish Dragon. Anyways, we thank you for listening to this episode. Oh, a peasant boy. Well, this will be easy. On next week's episode, there is no episode, I will be taking a three week break to catch up on bonus episodes, replying to emails that you people have sent, and I really appreciate them, and I'm sorry for lagging, and working on our upcoming mobile game, Fat Roll. When I get back, I'm bringing Michelle. That's right, Michelle is back. Now, we have a couple options for our comeback episode that we could talk about. So that would be either shang chi or shmigadoon on apple tv plus let us know again message us email us you know maybe youtube comments whatever you want to do let us know which one you rather hear us talk about the reason why i'm doing just one of them because there's so many more things we want to talk about this fall going into the winter and you know shmigadoon is a, a tv series it's about five or six episodes and shang chi is like a two hour plus marvel blockbuster film that we could go into like for an hour hour and a half so just let us know what you what you want us to talk about and we'll make a choice based on what you say and if you want to be featured as a guest on our show email us at themustycreative at gmail.com and tell us your story thank you to our monthly supporters for helping us make this episode of the musty creative podcast possible like megan you can be a musty creative podcast producer and help us out we really do appreciate all the help that people have been giving and if you think it might be too expensive it, the first i think our first and only patreon group right now is the one dollar group so if you just want to join in for one dollar a month and support the show we would welcome that support if you would like to become a financial supporter of the show visit our patreon page at patreon.com mustycreative and help make this show even better and that's all we have time for Remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And now it's time to shower up. them a satisfaction they couldn't get any other way.